Hi, and welcome to The Caption Life, a show for the most casual and dedicated fans of comics and a member of the Comic Watch family. I am your host, Sean. Join me and discover what the world of comics and graphic novels has to offer. From one-on-one interviews with industry professionals to roundtable discussions with passionate fans and reviews on the latest comics, TV shows, and movies. You can find me on social media under the username at Caption Life. You can also find more episodes and information at thecapsonlife.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. As many of you know, Disney has wrapped up their D23 Expo, which is a major event they hold every other year to announce all their major projects they have planned for the future. This includes films, TV shows, games, parks, anything Disney-related. So many things were revealed at D23, and we're going to talk about them in this episode. Now, this is being recorded Sunday night of the Expo, so anything that gets announced or updated between now and the release of this episode won't be captured But before we start our D23 discussion, we do have a special guest joining us to give her thoughts and insights about what came out from the expo, and that is Rihanna Paez. Better known as Marvel Twin on TikTok, Rihanna is in fact a twin, and she is in love with Marvel. She is a Marvel merch content creator and loves sharing her merch and collectible finds with everyone. Rihanna loves roaming Avengers Campus and Disney's California Adventure while sipping on a nice cold iced coffee. In addition to creating content, she currently works in the medical field for about 13 years. She is a proud wife, but the number one role she most proudly claims is being a mother to her incredible daughter. Her dream one day is to be employed by Marvel. It's a big dream, but it's one she won't ever stop working towards. Please welcome to the show, Rihanna. Thanks you for coming on the show today. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, I am very excited to have you on here. And I know the the first time we had connected, I think, was through TikTok when I watched some of your videos about um, your your merchandise that you buy and everything. Can you tell us a little bit about what um, specifically the kind of merchandise that you like to collect and, and show off in your TikToks? Almost definitely. So I started off collecting lounge flies first. I specifically love to collect Marvel lounge flies. I've built up quite a collection now. I then mm-hmm. moved on to Funko Pops. As you can see behind me, I have so many Funko Funko Pops and my lie, yeah. yeah, so many <laughs> and my um, collection mainly consists of Marvel Funko Pops, and mm-hmm. I'm now dabbling into Hot Toys. So, oh, nice. Easing, so, what, what's using my way in? <laughs> <laughs> so, what exactly is is Hot Toys for those that aren't familiar with that? Okay, so Hot Toys are essentially what you would think of as a Barbie doll, right? That's the best that I could, I could think of, but these are so amazing. They're extremely detailed. Um, I'm not sure if all of them like throughout their whole entire history have been hand painted, but I know the ones that are coming out now are hand painted, which I think Mm -hmm. is so amazing. And it really adds to the detail. They are a bit pricey though. Um, I only own one at the moment. I do have two on pre-order. So that's, (laughs) you know, something I'm adding to my collection. (laughs) Nice. Is Hot Toys like the name of the company? Or? So that's the name of the yeah the manufacturer. And so I am collecting Marvel Hot Toys. So right now I currently have Hawkeye as Ronin. So that one's really, oh, nice. it's really awesome. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> and what are the other two you have on pre-orders? Uh, so I have Scarlet Witch. Actually, I have two of Scarlet Witch. One from WandaVision and the other one's from Multiverse of Madness. And I forgot to add that I have a third. I also ordered Doctor Strange. <laughs> we yeah, all know I, I will forgive you, love I will forgive you for that yeah <laughs> not a problem you know and, and what's funny is i i said this in the um in my last episode as well too is uh 
I actually don't hate Doctor Strange as much as I let on in TikTok. Uh, I make a lot of videos just talking about how I just wish he would disappear. It's it's more <laughs> of like I just don't. I never cared for the character, so it's like always been just uninteresting to me. But um, I, it's a lot more fun just to make it sound like oh, you hate totally. him and and you know just wish that he never existed. Definitely. So, yeah. So, but no, that's cool. That's still great. When um, when you get those, I'd be really excited to see what that oh, yeah, um, looks definitely. like on your TikTok and everything. Yeah. So, well, great. Well, before we jump into D twenty three, I always like to ask our guests something about their origin story. With you being both a huge Marvel fan and a Disney fan. I want to ask you, what is your Marvel and or Disney origin story? What event or what thing or person got you into those uh, things? And what made you decide to become a lifelong fan of Disney and Marvel? Yes. So Disney, as most people fall in love with Disney when they're young, when they're a little kid. So that's Mm -hmm. when my love for Disney began. My mom took me to Disneyland all the time. So, and that carried with me, you know, up until now I go, now I go probably once or twice a week. So that's Mm -hmm. really amazing. Uh, Marvel specifically when um, Thor came out in theaters, I remember going to watch Thor with a friend and Mm -hmm. I just fell in love um, with Thor and Loki's dynamic. I thought it was so cool and so amazing. And then I went back and watched the, the films that came out before Thor. And I just kind of followed every movie that came out after that. And as far as collecting, like my Marvel merch um, that recently came on within the past two years, but yeah, Marvel Mm -hmm. is just a huge part of my life and I'm so excited for all the upcoming projects and everything that has been announced this year. So Awesome. Thank you. Well, I have to say that my wife also loves Thor, but probably for a different reason. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's awesome. Thank you very much for sharing that with of us. Course. So, well, we're about to talk about D23. And before we jump into that, I want to ask you, have you ever been to D23 before? I have not. <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry. I am not either. <laughs> I had a ticket in my cart to check out this year, but they ended up selling out. Oh. I let it hang in there too long. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It seems like it's just like San Diego Comic Con. As soon as it's in your cart, you got to check out immediately. Otherwise, yeah. it's going to be gone. Yeah. Definitely. So, well, there's, you know, two years from now, hopefully you'll be able to oh, go. I, right? I will definitely be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I have to say, I briefly heard of d23 maybe a few years ago but i understood it as the like membership that you could be a part of oh yeah um i never realized there was an expo to it or anything like that so this is the first time i've actually had it in the background to live stream and watch it and it just seems like it's really fun and exciting experience to go and attend live in person so i will say that i'm probably going to try to put d23 on one of my convention lists to try to attend in the future as well too so yeah it would be awesome yeah. All right. So um, as we mentioned before, we're going to talk about all the news that came out from D23 and we gave a little description about what that is. Um, it is a three day event that took place over the weekend and we're going to start with each day and we're not going to hit on every single announcement that came out of each day, but there are going to be some things we're going to um, focus in on and we're going to have a deeper dive and discussion about those things. So, so we're going to break it down uh, by each day of the exposition. And so we're going to start off with Friday. And the first thing that they really kicked off was with uh Disney legend ceremony. If you're not familiar with what Disney legends is, um, it started about 35 years ago. And basically it's Disney's way of being able to recognize and award people who made significant contributions to the Disney company. And it, it can be anyone that has been involved with 
administration with um, you know actors or producers in the television and film industry, animators, uh, Imagineers, music archives, pretty much anything that has to do with the Disney company. This is their way of kind of recognizing those people that have made significant contributions. It's almost like a lifetime achievement award. Um, so this year, the inductees were Anthony Anderson, Kristen Bell, Chadwick Boseman. Um, I think this person's name is Robert Coltrane, but I don't know for sure because I miss how they pronounce his name. But it's his first name spelled R-O-B apostrophe T, which I have to admit, I've never seen that before. So I'm going to assume it's Robert until someone tells me otherwise. Um, Patrick Dempsey, Robert Price, Bob Foster, Jonathan Groff, Don Hahn, Josh Gad, Doris Hardoon, Idina Menzel, Chris Montan, Ellen Pompeo, and Tracy Ellis Ross. Um, so for all the legends that were inducted, uh, Rihanna, I want to ask you, which one do you find that was the most interesting or that really excited you that you felt like this was probably the most deserving of all of them that were inducted this year? Oh, hands down, Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> I mean, that speech that his brother Derek gave was just amazing. Um, it, mm-hmm. It's such a well-deserved award. Um, a shame that he wasn't there to, you know, couldn't be here to accept that himself. But that was just so it just it gave me the goops, goosebumps. I was I was so excited for him. Definitely. Uh, I I actually uh, miss his speech that he gave. Um, can you sum up what he said in that speech? That um, so the, for those that may have missed it, they know you know what he mentioned about his brother and an award and everything. So he did mention um, Chadwick's battle with cancer and how mm-hmm. he never stopped acting or filming during the whole time that he was receiving chemotherapy. Which I also believe no one knew about his cancer until the very end. So that was yeah. amazing. He gave such an outstanding performance in his films. So he did mm-hmm. touch on that quite a bit, um, touched on his family, and he was such a family man that everybody loved him. No surprise there. And he also preached a little. His brother is a preacher. So that was kind of oh, nice okay, to hear. Cool. Yeah, it was kind of <laughs> nice to hear a little snippet of, you know, what he preaches. So, yeah. Right. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. I, um, you know, with I think Chadwick um, legacy, it's just so profound because of not only him, becoming T'Challa in the MCU, but him as a person really resembles that character and was a real life T'Challa for a lot of people. Just like you said, nobody really realized that he was battling cancer until towards the end. And that even up until that point, it was amazing how often he was going to visit children in the um, children's hospitals and trying to be, you know, just um, an inspiration and hope for those children. And it was just doing a lot and not letting his cancer, you know, hold him back and everything. So I think he was just such an inspiration for so many people. So I think uh, Chadwick Boseman was definitely deserving of the award. Um, I have to say that of all the people I've watched uh, gave their speeches, um, Robert Coulter was actually the one that stood out for me the most. He got his award as an Imagineer. And his speech was so inspiring because he really seemed to embody the spirit of Walt Disney with the joy and um, the fun and the laugh that he has with being an Imagineer and being part of that company. He made a lot of great jokes, but he also pointed out the fact that Imagineers don't always get the credit that they deserve. So one of the things that he has said that was such a eye-opening thing that made me think about how I can try to give more recognition to Imagineers and people behind the scenes is that when you go to a play, when you go to the movie, you see all those credits listed on who 
made that movie or who made the television show or who did this or that or even in musical production, right? Um, when you go to the rides at the Disney parks, you don't see any of that anywhere when you go to the rides. You don't get to see who were the Imagineers that worked on this ride. There's not a list of them anywhere. And so he really pointed out how these are the people that really make fantasies come true for people and they don't get the recognition as as a lot of other people do um, for Disney as well, too. So I thought his uh, speech was just really inspiring. That was eye opening. But he really seemed to love the fact that he was Imagineer, that he was part of the Disney company. And and I just I wish I you know knew about him sooner because he just seemed like a really all inspiring and a really um you know, great person just to get to know and, and, you know, even try to meet one day. So, um, so I love that fact. And I love the fact that they've been trying to recognize people that aren't at the forefront of what people, the general public tend to see as well too. So the fact that they had, um, I think multiple uh, Imagineers, I think they had somebody from archives or administration on this list. I really like that because it shows how there's so many people that make Walt Disney uh, company what it is today. And it's not just the public facing people, but it's people who really do a lot of work uh, on behind the scenes that they don't get that recognition as well too. Yeah. You know, prior to um, watching the live stream for, the awards. I didn't know that Imagineers were a part of it. Um, you know, I didn't know mm-hmm. that they were able to be recipients of this award. So that really, it was a nice surprise for me um, because mm-hmm. I love, like, I love everything behind the scenes. Like, I would love to go and just watch them build, construct, and come up with concepts for a ride. Like, that would be so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, that excites me more than actually going to the parks. I know that sounds weird, but, <laughs> you know, so to see that, you know, Imagineers also were recipients of this award, that was extremely, it was just so amazing. That was so Yeah, cool. definitely. Yeah. Well, and, and Disney Plus has, I think, a couple of documentary series called like the Imagineering Story, where you get to see that behind the scenes look. Yeah, you better believe that I've already seen those. <laughs> yeah, I've seen, I think, the first two episodes, but I haven't had a chance to finish them all. But it's just very fascinating, especially the one with the, um, uh, oh, I forget the name of the ride because I've never been to Disneyland, but the one with the horn, like the shoehorn. The you know what I'm talking about? The, the Matterhorn. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. Um, that one in the first episode was just a fascinating story to hear about. Um, and they interviewed the person that first worked on it and he either was still uh, works for Disney at that time or, you know, was still associated with whatnot. But it was kind of neat to see uh, his story and how he got to take us, you know, behind the scenes and, and kind of show like, you know, where he signed, you know, his work yeah. at and everything and like where these things go and everything. So it's a really neat story. Uh, but yeah, Imagineers, it's, I think it's one of those things where a lot of people would love to be an Imagineer, oh, yeah. you know, and <laughs> just to I be would. able to work on that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So, uh, okay. So that was Disney legend. So later on, um, we had a little glimpse of Disney and Marvel games. And I know, uh, Rihanna, you said you're not a big game person. I'm not. <laughs> uh, that, and that's totally fine. I am a game person in the sense that I love to play games, but I know there are people who are hardcore about, they could tell me, the specific kind of games and the companies that work on them and you know what, like all the little details about the industry. And I'm just like, if I play the game, I like it. That is it for me, you know? So, (laughs) um, so I do want to hit a few things I think are really exciting. There were a lot of games mentioned, so I'm not going to hit all of them, but I will put a link um, to an article that lists them all in the show notes. Um, I will say one thing I wanted to point out is it looks like they're adding a Disney illusion Island game. That's exclusive to switch. 
Um, I'm just pointing this out because the animation looks uh, very similar to Mickey and Minnie's railroad, uh, runaway railroad um, uh, roller coaster that we have at um, Disney world. And I gotta say, I don't like that animation for that ride. <laughs> so I'm not excited about this game at all for that reason. Cause that is that same animation there. So um, there are remastering a game called Gargoyles. Which, do you know? Are you familiar with Gargoyles, like in the cartoon show that came out in the nineties? I am not. <laughs> okay, and that's totally fine. I grew up with Gargoyles. Like I, I watched that as part of my Disney afternoon lineup when I was a kid, and I remember Gargoyles and loved that. Um, I didn't play the game, but apparently they've taken that game that was made in the nineties, I think, for Sega Genesis, and they're remastering it and releasing it, which I find it really interesting because I know nostalgia is a big market right now. Um, I just did not realize that Gargoyles was part of that big (laughs) market for them. So, um, but Marvel did announce uh, four games that they're releasing. And and I think they announced actually a few more, but there's four main ones. One is called Marvel snap, which is a mobile deck building game. That's launching uh, next month, October 18th Uh, midnight suns, which I know is a highly anticipated game. um, Just got a release date of December 2nd of this year. And starting October, they're going to be releasing like trailer shorts of the characters that'll be in the game. Um, what's interesting is if you haven't heard about Midnight Suns, it's going to be available for mobile PC and console, but plays like a mobile game a whole lot because it's not one where it's a role fighting game necessarily, but it's like a mobile game where you tell the character like what to do and then they'll do the action or whatever. So it's, it's an interesting concept that I haven't seen them do in the console. So I'd be curious to see how that works. Um, but the two games I think that everyone's excited about is there is a untitled Captain America and Black Panther game coming out. Um, they haven't gave a name to it, obviously, since it's untitled, but it's supposed to take place in World War Two. And Captain America and Black Panther are going to be meeting each other and each of them will have somebody that's teaming up with them as well, too. So I think Captain America will have another um, troop that's from the battalion. And I think Black Panther is supposed to have a Wakandan spy working with him as well, too. So they just released like a 30, 45 second teaser. Um, No gameplay or anything, but that's how they announced it. Um, But I think the most exciting one is Rihanna. Have have you heard of Pokemon Go played that or anything? I've heard of it and I've seen people play it. I haven't played it. Gotcha. Yeah, no, not a problem. And I, I have played a couple of times, um, but I didn't start playing it until I saw everybody talking about it. And and when even when I went outside at the time and saw a lot of people on their phones like playing the game, like that's what speak, uh, piqued my interest. But Marvel announced that they are creating a game like that. And I'm going to say it's exactly like that because it's made by the same company that's worked on Pokemon Go and the Harry Potter version, uh, Niantic. And so it's called Marvel World of Heroes. It's coming out. In 2023. So if you're a fan of Pokemon Go and you love Marvel, this game's going to be up. Uh, it's really going to be up your alley. So um, so they announced that. So let's um, go to the last thing that we want to touch base on for Friday. And that is Disney Studio Films. So they announced um, they did a few things. They announced new movies and and um, for Disney Plus and for theaters. But they also released some new trailers as well, too. So. Um, Hocus Pocus, they announced uh, with uh, releasing a trailer that's going to come out on Disney Plus September 24th. They also revealed a new trailer of Disenchanted, which is the sequel to the movie Enchanted with Patrick Dempsey and Amy Adams. And that's going to release um, for Christmas around November 24th on Disney Plus. And then they also announced that they're going to be doing Peter Pan and Wendy uh, with Jude Law as Hook. And that's going to come out in 2023. They're doing another Haunted Mansion movie that's coming out in 2023. Uh, Mufasa the Lion King will come out in theaters in 2024. 
Snow White will be coming, a live action version of that with Gal Gadot, I think, as the um, evil queen. And um, I think Rachel Zegler, who is from uh, West Side Story, is going to be playing Snow White. And then they also released a trailer for The Little Mermaid that's coming out in theaters May of 2023. So, Rihanna, with all these announcements and new trailers that dropped from Disney Studios, which one of these movies are you really excited about? Oh, gosh, there's so many. (laughs) (laughs) But if I had to nail it down, I'm definitely excited for The Little Mermaid. Huge Ariel fan, so I'm really excited for that one. I'm excited for Mm. the live um, action version of Snow White. Um, Yeah, like, I'm so stoked. And the Peter Pan and Wendy, I'm I'm all for Neverland, so... (laughs) Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now with Little Mermaid, what'd you, what'd you think of the trailer? Did you get a chance to watch that? I did. I caught a little sneak peek of that. And I think it's it looks stunning from what I saw. Um, Ariel, mm-hmm. she looks beautiful. So I, I just can't wait. I'm so excited. I have goosebumps right now thinking about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they included a clip of her singing and her voice was just majestic. Yeah. Like it, it added her own um, flavor to it. But then when she sang that last part, uh, part of their world, it was just like listening to what we grew up with, with the animation. It was just like yeah. spot on. Um, but yeah, I was just floored with just how much excitement I got from a 45 second trailer. Yeah, I, th- I think it probably taken was a minute, but it was just, yeah, it was so powerful and so exciting. Um, and it, like you said, it didn't reveal a whole lot other than just kind of showing, um, you know, Ariel. And her singing that little bit at the end. But I mean, I think that's all they needed to do, really, because we all know the movie and we know what's going to be in there and everything. But I mean, we still have, you know, almost, you know, nine months away from it being released. So they're going to release more trailers as they get closer. But I think that um, looks like it's going to be really well done movie. Yeah, definitely. And I'm excited to see the behind the scenes on that one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, they're going to do that. Oh, yeah. And release it on Disney Plus, just like what they've been doing with all the others. So, you know, I love that they've been doing that because I watch them all. Oh, do you? Yeah, I do. I that's that's like my favorite thing to do. I just love to learn. <laughs> yeah, like we talked about earlier, you know, the Imagineers, people working in production on the sets, they don't get enough credit for this. And there's so much work that goes into it. So, yes, you know, I'm going to support them and keep watching them so they can keep making them. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, and I think um, what I love about what they're doing with uh, releasing this is that it's not something that's exclusive to like DVDs or anything anymore and that it's its own thing. Yeah. Just like what you said. So it shows all the work that goes behind it, that it, they don't just interview the actors and the directors, but they also interview some of the, like the makeup artists and the costumer, yeah. uh, the costuming department, um, all that. And so it does um, give a glimpse of all the work that goes into making the movie or the series. I, I will be honest to say that I think I've only seen a couple of them so far and they've been Marvel based, uh, Wanda vision and Hawkeye. Um, but from what I saw, it just made you really appreciate all the work that went behind uh, the scenes and making those things, uh, you know, come to life with and bring that, bring that all out to the audience with us as well too. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think for me, uh, you know, I'm kind of torn between Hocus Pocus 2 and Disenchanted because Hocus Pocus was a movie that came out when I was a kid. And so it has that nostalgic meaning to me. Um, and it's Halloween. I love anything that's like tied to a holiday because I'm just a sucker for anything that's holiday related, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, but it's it's got to be between those two because Enchanted was a movie that uh, was really meaningful for my wife and I because we watched that 
when it came mm-hmm. out. I think when we were engaged or dating or along those lines. And so that has special meaning to us. And so those two are probably really high on my list of what I'm really anticipating. But I have to say that Peter Pan and Wendy, I'm very intrigued by because it's supposed to come out next year, but we still don't know much about that movie in terms of one curious why it's called Peter Pan and Wendy and not just Peter Pan or Neverland or whatnot. Um, And if it's just another adaptation, if it's, I don't even know if it's animated or or live. It looks like it might be live action, but I'm not even sure about that. Yeah, it does um, look like it's going to be live action, which I hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it'll be really interesting because um, I don't know like how many iterations that they've made of Peter Pan, but I know they made quite a bit. And I got to say, my favorite uh, adaptation is Hook, which I know is not an adaptation of the book, but I just love that version of the movie. Um, so I'm just really curious to see what Peter Pan and Wendy's going to be like and, and what they're trying to do with it. So, yeah, so I'm going to keep that as I'm going to keep my eye out and just kind of see what they're doing with it. But I think for me, it's Hocus Pocus 2 and Disenchanted. All right. So, um, so that wraps up Friday. So let's go into Saturday. I know Saturday, they did announce a lot of things, um, but the biggest, uh, announcements that they made that a lot of people were really paying attention to and focusing on. Um, are the announcements about the movies that they're coming out with. So um, it kind of falls under three categories uh, or three companies, rather Lucasfilms, Marvel Studios and 20th Century Studios and 20th Century Studios. The only movie that they really announced or did anything with is um, the sequel to Avatar. And, and they didn't have a whole lot to update about that. Um, so really, the the bulk of all the announcement came from Lucasfilms and Marvel Studios and for those of you who haven't watched D23 or have never been there before, um, a lot of it was panels. And when you go to D23, when you watch a live stream, um, they didn't live stream this part for the general audience. So this was something that you only got to see if you were there in person. So we only learn about what was being announced or what was being said or what was happening through social media. Um, but a lot of this stuff was exclusive just to the people who were there. So a lot of the things that we've heard about, uh, with people, you know, seeing the trailers or anything like that. That was a sneak peek that was only allowed by the people who are in attendance and it's not going to be released to general public. So with that being said, um, let's talk a little bit about Lucasfilm um, movies and just kind of mention them for right now, because I know you and I, we're both kind of casual Star Wars fan. We haven't really, you know, I know I know you said you've only watched um, Kenobi so far. Yeah. Um, I watch it leisurely. I'm somebody I enjoy the films and I'll watch it. I'm not a hardcore fan where I, like I was saying this before Andor. I know Andor is a big deal. I don't know why. I just know what it is. <laughs> um, but we'll kind of go through what Lucasfilms is coming out with and then we'll dive into Marvel Studios. And that's probably going to be the bulk of our discussion for Saturday. So Lucasfilms announced that they were going to do Andor. Um or, you know, they've already announced that, but they I think they dropped their final trailer for Andor and it's going to debut on September 21st. And they're going to drop three episodes at once. Um, we got our first trailer of Willow, uh, which is not a Star Wars film, but it is made by Lucasfilm. And um, that's going to come out November 30th. And that is a series that's coming out on Disney Plus, which is based on um, the movie that came out, I think, in the late 80s or early 90s. I remember watching that. Um, Bad Batch Season 2 is going to come out January 4, 2023. They also announced that they're coming out with an, an animation show called Tales of the Jedi that's actually going to be released October 26. It's a six-episode series. Three of them is going to be focused on Ahsoka, uh, who represents the light side of the Force, and then three of them are going to be, rep- uh, going to be focusing on Count Dooku, who represents the dark side of the Force. 
Uh, they talked about Ahsoka, which is coming out in 2023. Uh, they've announced Skeleton Crew, but they talked a little bit more about that at D23 as well. Mandalorian Season 3, we got a trailer to that, and um, that was released to the general public, and that'll be coming out next year. And then they also discuss Indiana Jones 5, which doesn't have a title yet. It will be coming out June 30th, and this will be Harrison Ford's last uh, uh, film in the Indiana Jones series. Uh, Rihanna, have you watched the Indiana Jones movies before? Just the first one. Just the first one? Okay, gotcha. What what, what do you think about, um, just in general, Indiana Jones being having a fifth movie over a span of like almost 40 years now. That um, blows my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and what's funny is Harrison Ford said this will be his last film. And I remember thinking, I don't think anyone was questioning if he was going to do another one uh, just because he's, he's getting out there. I think he's in his yeah. mid seventies, if I remember correctly. Wow. So yeah. Um, I'm kind of curious to see what that movie is going to do, to be honest, because I know the last movie um, Indiana Jones in the kingdom of in the kingdom of crystal skulls or something like that. Um, I was a huge fan of it. It was okay. It just wasn't as great as the first three. Um, and it was just kind of an odd ending. And then this one, I've heard that Indiana Jones will be going out into space and they're supposed to be like space Nazis. And this is all I've, I've heard just from uh, the internet. So I'm kind of curious to see if this is just an over-exaggeration or if that's like what's really happening, but it's not doing justice in terms of how it's being described and all that. So I'm definitely going to see it because I grew up with Indiana Jones and just curious to see what it looks like. Um, but I got to say, I'm a little bit skeptical about how well yeah. it's going to be received just because the plot just seems to kind of go away from, uh, you know, how Indiana Jones was in the first movie that came out. Cause I just never would imagine in the nineties thing about Indiana Jones going out into space, you know, it's, it's like, the Fast and the Furious series where I remember people saying that they went out of space and I thought it was a funny meme that someone came up with, but that's what they actually did in the movie is they went out into space. And I just, I was like, this is ridiculous. And I feel like this is the same way with Indiana Jones. So yeah. All right. Um, so let's dive into Marvel studios. Uh, so there wasn't a whole lot of new announcements. They kind of did a lot of updates and some new updates with uh, casting as well. So again, I'm going to list through uh, the movies that they touched on or discussed that with D23. And then we'll go into a deeper dive with this because this is what a lot of people were um, really excited about. And this is probably the most anticipated event um, of the weekend as well, too. So um, they talked about Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which is coming out this year, November 11th. Um, and then Ironheart will be a series uh, coming out in 2023 that has Riri Williams, um, who will also be debuting in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And the director, Ryan Coogley from Black Panther Wakanda Forever, I think is going to be directing Ironheart as well, too, if I remember correctly. Um, Ant-Man, the Wasp, Quantumania, they had the cast come out for that. And that will be coming out February 17, 2023. And those who are in attendance got a sneak peek to the trailer that they made for Ant-Man the Wasp. And again, only people that got to see it were the people that were in attendance. Uh, they did announce a new uh, project that they are actually releasing this October, October 7th. Uh, this was just a rumor up until now. But the fact that this was pretty, you know, the lid was closed tight on this and we didn't hear anything until just now is pretty impressive. Um, but it is Werewolf by Night. And this was a... Halloween special that they planned on releasing this year. And they did release a trailer to give everybody a little snippet of what to expect with that. 
After that, we got Secret Invasion that's coming out next year. We got a look for their first trailer, and um, we did, as the general public outside of D23, did get to see the trailer for Secret Invasions and Werewolf by Night. So those are the only two that we got to see. Everything else was at D23. Um, then they also talk about Armor Wars. Loki Season 2 is coming out next year. They had confirmed Fantastic Four director, which is going to be uh, Matt. Uh, I forget his last name. Do you, do you remember what his last name I is? Don't. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I had it earlier and I can't remember. But um, but he directed WandaVision. And so he will be directing Fantastic Four. So that was confirmed earlier this week. But they just made a, um, you know, just uh, a statement of recognition that he will be directing it. And that's all that they said for Fantastic Four. They didn't say anything else. Um, they brought the cast of Echo up, and then they also brought up Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio for their Double Born Again series that's coming out in 2024. Uh, they talked about Captain America New World Order, and they confirmed that Tim Blake Nelson will return as the leader who was in um, The Incredible Hulk that came out in 2008. So a lot of people are really excited about that. They revealed the lineup for The Thunderbolts, which released July 26, 2024. Um, so they confirmed that Valentina is still going to be leading the Thunderbolts and that they're going to have Ghost from Ant-Man the Wasp. They're going to have Red Guardian. They're going to have Yelena as uh, Black Widow. They're going to have Bucky. They're going to have um, the Taskmaster. And I think that's it um, for the team. And so they reveal the lineup of who's going to make up the Thunderbolts. And then they brought up um, to end the uh, to end the panel. They brought up. Uh, the cast for the Marvels is going to be coming out next year, July 28th. So a long list of all the things that they're coming out with. Rihanna, I wanted to ask you from all those projects that they announced from Marvel Studios, which ones were you really excited about? Which one surprised you? What's your thoughts about what they announced at D23? Okay, so definitely Thunderbolts. I'm so mm-hmm. excited for that one. Um, it'll oh, good. be something totally different, I feel. Um, it was so nice that they brought the cast out. Um, you'll, um Florence Pugh, who plays Yelena, she wasn't there, but she had like a little video recording that they played. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also excited for Captain America, New World Order. Oh, my gosh, that was amazing. <laughs> I'm so excited. I love Sam Wilson. He's one of my favorite characters. So that really excites me. Um, I was surprised about Daredevil. So I kind of oh, read yeah? somewhere that it's not like a season four, but like a new story or a new I don't know. So I've never seen Daredevil. Shocker. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so well, I need to, I, I to watch s- it. <laughs> yes. Well, and it's on Disney Plus now. And I got to say, you, you probably know I'm a huge Daredevil fan. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the Netflix series came out, I think it started in 2016. And it had a TVMA rating because it's, it's a lot more gruesome than what you might expect on a Disney Plus uh, series that we've had so far. Um, but they're all fantastic that, you know, the, the performances were just so well done and it made sense why they wanted to bring Vincent D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox back into the MCU because they were just so well received with the Netflix and how everybody really enjoyed their performances and their characters. And so, um, what you had said, yes, I think Charlie Cox actually confirmed this today, if I remember correctly, that he said that this is not like a season four of the Netflix series. So this is going to be its own thing, which kind of brings up the question of what does that mean exactly? Because we all yeah. love to analyze and kind of put mm-hmm. everything under a microscope of, you know, what does that detail mean? So a lot of people are asking, like, does this mean that it is a continuation of 
Daredevil from Netflix series, but it's just like a new story, or is this a new version of Daredevil that is not the same Daredevil that we got from the Netflix series? So a lot of people are asking that question. Um, but yeah, so and what's interesting about the series is that this is an 18 episode series, which we have not received from any other Disney Plus project um, from Marvel Studios yet either. But um, but yeah, so there is a comic run that's under the same name, Born Again, as well. What's interesting is that that was pretty much what season three of Netflix Daredevil was about. And so I'm really curious to see what Born Again um, stories are going to come up with or if it's just, you know, that that's just the title, but they're going to tell a different story. So it'll be really interesting from my point of view how they do that. But um, but yeah, so I I really am very excited about Daredevil Born Again. I love that Charlie Cox is coming back. Um, you know, he was already in Spider-Man No Way Home and then we're supposed to see him She-Hulk and we saw... Kingpin and Hawkeye. So they've already yeah. made their debut in the MCU, but but just to have a dedicated series is going to be really nice. Yeah. So I, I, I definitely have to go back and watch the Netflix seasons, which is now mm-hmm. on Disney Plus, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. So they're all I on ha- Disney I, Plus. Yep. I feel like I have to watch that just to kind of know his story before mm-hmm. this series comes out. So I am, ex- I am excited for that because I did like his small cameo in Spider-Man. <laughs> Everyone in yeah. the theaters was screaming and I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, and you're not the uh, you're not the only one because I went with my brother and his wife and his wife's brothers and their girlfriend and they're they're the same way. They're like I have no idea why they were yelling for that lawyer that was in that scene there, and I had to explain that to them. So yeah. you're not the only one. <laughs> um, did you get a chance to watch the trailers for Werewolf by Night and Secret Invasion? I did. So Secret Invasion, I'm so excited for um, mm-hmm. Werewolf. That one kind of threw me for a loop. Um, I'm not, I don't like scary stuff, so <laughs> I know it's not supposed to be scary. I mean, do we know what the rating is for Werewolf? Do they? I, I don't think they mentioned it just yet, or maybe if they did, I, I missed it. Um, I, I would be surprised if it's TVMA, but just from what we saw there, it's got to be TV 14, I would yeah. imagine. I mean, I'll definitely um, watch it, but yeah, that one I, yeah. I did not. I mean, I don't think anyone saw that announcement coming. I think that was one of the surprises. Yeah, well... It, and I think it's it, it was a surprise for me because, um, like I said, I thought they had announced it a while back, but I guess they never officially announced it. It was just mm-hmm. been rumors or whatever. Um, so this is the first time they've actually confirmed that they're doing Werewolf by Night. But like I said, I'm very impressed by the fact that nothing really came out um, to the general public up until now yeah. and that it's going to be released in you know less than a month now. So, um, But yeah, it's supposed to be a Halloween special. What I find interesting about that trailer is that it's filmed in a noir style with the black and white mm-hmm. coloring. Um, but if you pay attention to the details, it's definitely something that takes place in modern day because of all the devices and the technology and stuff that they have. Um, it's not taking place in the twenties or thirties. They're supposed to simulate. So I think it's just supposed to be a Halloween um, esque type of feeling like the monsters that we associate universal pictures with. I think it's trying to capture that sort of spirit. Um, and from what I've heard and see people talk about is that they might think they might bring werewolf by night to be in the supernatural part of Marvel, uh, cinematic universe, because we are getting, um, you know, black Knight and blade moon Knight, And we're getting all the supernatural part of it that they think that werewolf by night might come in and play a role in that supernatural part later on. So that'll be interesting. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, but yeah, I, I'll be honest. I, have very little knowledge about werewolf by night. Um, I 
read about him a couple of times, but I don't know much about him um, at all. And, and, you know, I, I read about him, I think a couple of years ago, and then like, can't remember what I read about. So um, I'm very new to that character, but I think what's nice about what Marvel's trying to do is that they're taking some of the more obscure, but beloved characters from the comics and giving them their um, day in the spotlight to just kind of give people what they want, but also just to see what people like as well too. And I think with, Marvel Cinematic Universe, there's been criticism at the beginning of this year about how they felt like every project and every movie was pretty much the same formula um, with how the movie starts, what the action is like, and they just felt like it was always the same thing. And I think given the fact that we had WandaVision, that we had um, you know Multiverse of Madness, and now that we have uh, She-Hulk um, and Werewolf by Night, it's very different kinds of movies that I really enjoy watching now because it is different than what we've seen before in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, yeah, this the multiverse saga is just it's taking a whole new turn and I love it. I'm here for it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, did you hear about rumors about Marvel Studios announcing Fantastic Four lineup, X-Men, Deadpool 3? Did you hear any about those rumors and how people are expecting that? not not too much um they didn't they didn't really say much about fantastic four did they no the only thing they they actually did was confirm the director and that's it director not even the cast or not the cast i'm so curious to see who they're gonna cast or who they casted or you know that'll be interesting yeah definitely well and, and there was a lot of rumors leading up to d23 of saying like who was going to be announced as the cast member one the you know biggest piece of news that people were sharing out was that uh jody comer who was in uh free guy uh was going to play sue storm and so it's just it's always interesting because with these events there's always these really um you know what we call like really valid sources that says this is what's going to get announced and then it doesn't and so it makes you wonder what happens on the back end but i know there's a lot of expectations about marvel studios making updates about those movies um but they didn't and i'm okay with that because i think fantastic four you know, with the um, sudden change of director that they've had, I don't think they have to announce anything right now. Um, they could say that for uh, Comic-Con next year. Yeah. X-Men, they're probably not quite ready for that. I think they might be introducing a mutant or two in the next couple of years, but a full dedicated X-Men film, they're probably not not ready for. And Deadpool 3, they'll just start working on it. So I know a lot of people are expecting some of those things, but it didn't happen, and I think that's okay. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. So looking at these announcements for Marvel Studios um, films and TV shows and projects and comparing it to the announcements with San Diego Comic-Con, I have to say that I was really confused by how some people were saying that the events and the announcements that were going to come from D23 were going to be bigger than what we got from Comic-Con. But it felt like that wasn't the case. It felt like Comic-Con gave us a lot more new content and new updates than D23. Did you feel the same way? I felt the exact same way. I I remember hearing from so many people that D23 announcements were going to be... They were saving the bigger announcements for D23. And mm-hmm. not, not to say that I, was, I wasn't disappointed, okay? But I was a little bit let down that, you know... These announcements were all because I felt like it was things that we have already heard, you know, from SDCC, you know. So, um, yeah, I kind of wish I was at San Diego Comic-Con to see the timeline for the multiverse saga. That would have been cool to see that in person, Mm -hmm. the announcement for, you know, the rest of the multiverse saga. I mean, I know we have some blank spots and I honestly thought (laughs) that those blank spots was 
what was going to be announced at D23. That's what everybody you know? thought. So, yeah, I, that's what I thought too. And I think that's what we were all expecting because of how they said that. And the fact that they dropped the projects for phase five and phase six with the Avenger movies that are yeah. the huge team up movies that we come to expect and everything. I was really surprised that we didn't get any more news about those projects or new events or series or films. So the only new thing that we really got was werewolf by night. Everything else yeah. was already announced in terms of the projects. The only announcement that we really got or the updates that we got was casts or lineups or things like that. But the project themselves, people already knew about. So I, so I'm with you. I was really surprised by the fact that they um, didn't really announce anything new when comic con, it seemed like they dropped a lot of Everything. new stuff at once. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think I saw somebody say that it makes sense if you think about it in terms of if you were in attendance of those things. So if you're in attendance of Comic-Con, yes, you were there to hear all the new uh, projects and films that they're releasing. But if you're in attendance of D23, they got a lot of exclusive stuff. Like um, I think there are some giveaways that they had or some amenities and uh, collectibles and stuff like that that they were able to take with them. But there were trailers that they got to watch that the general public didn't get to see. No, you're you're right on. Yeah. I mean, they got to see a little bit, you know, a little bit of trailers. And that that was really cool. Um, you mm-hmm. know, in all in all honesty, I thought the number one thing they were gonna announce yesterday, you know, Saturday at D twenty three was a Scarlet Witch solo film. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot that of was people. that yeah. was the number one thing I feel that was circling the internet. And mm-hmm. that 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 was going to be, you know, the big announcement for D23. And so many people, including myself, were so let down and so sad. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I oh, was yeah. in I was in a pretty salty mood for the rest of the day. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was. Yeah. I, I know after the events of Multiverse of Madness, a lot of people want to see Scarlet Witch come back. And there's been a lot of rumors about having a solo film. And I and I got to say, I agree. I would love to see her come back in some shape or form. And if she has her own film, I think that'd be really fantastic. I think um, it also makes sense to bring her into another uh, movie since we're dealing with the multiverse as well, too. I think it is time for her to have her own movie though, because she's been in a lot of different movies and haven't had her own solo film. And when you look at the projects that we've had up to this point and how many women have their own solo film, um, I think it's only two right now, right? It's black widow and, um, and Captain Marvel. And then yeah. when you look at the series, we have She-Hulk and Miss Marvel. Um, you could probably argue that uh, Hawkeye was because it was more about Kate Bishop, but yeah. it was also balanced with Clint Barton as well, too. But it's definitely imbalanced in terms of how many heroes we got their own solo film that were female and then got into the series versus um, how many they were part of all these other films and then they got their own solo film. And so yeah. I think the Scarlet Witch being a beloved character, it makes a lot of sense for her to have her own film if they're going to bring her back. Um, Cause I just don't think they can really, you know, just have her as part of these other movies and not have something that's really focused on her because a lot of people want to see that redemption arc for her and be able to see that character growth. And that's focused on her a lot. So yeah, I mean, there's definitely a huge market for that. Mm-hmm. We, we all know that. So I, I have faith that Marvel will give us a Scarlet Witch solo film. Just not quite yet. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think hopefully they'll announce it next year or the year after. But I know a lot of people had big expectations. And when that doesn't happen, I know 
Yeah, I I always am excited to see if they do that. I just don't try to pit myself up because I don't want to be let down uh, if they don't as well. Um, But looking at this event, there was something I wanted to discuss about, and that is the idea of having exclusive footage just for attendees, those who are in attendance with D23 or Comic-Con, that the trailers that they make are only seen by those who are actually in the convention panel hall or whatever you want to call it. um, And only they get to see it. And I'm kind of curious to hear your thoughts about this. What do you think about the idea of having exclusive footage just for those who are attendants? And this, this kind of came uh, from a conversation I had with uh, Derek Hoskins, who's from the paperweight entertainment podcast. He and I were talking about this on a TikTok live. And I was just kind of curious what your thoughts are with um, those exclusive footage only being seen by those in attendance and not being released to the general public afterwards. You know, I have to I had to look at this from two different perspectives, one from being, you know, the person sitting at home who wasn't able to attend D23. You know, I was I was very sad. I had major FOMO, fear of missing out, you know, because (laughs) everyone's able, you know, was able to watch these exclusive clips and we don't know when we're going to get to see them, you know, so that's the Mm -hmm. bummer. They're going to be talking about it. And it's like, no, like, I, you know, I don't want anyone to spoil it for me, you know, but I kind of do, you know, Mm -hmm. but then I think about the people who, you know, Bought a, bought a ticket to go to D23 who, you know, wasn't able to get a reserve because you have to get a reservation to attend these panels and, you know, they're mm-hmm. just randomly selected. So I know I only know two people who were who got into the Marvel panel mm-hmm. and, you know, so many people didn't. So they do have a standby line for the people who, who didn't get into the panel. And sometimes these people line up hours in advance, you know, right. and that's 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 a lot of commitment right there. Just, you know to attend this panel. So they're missing out on the rest of the convention, you know, mm-hmm. but I, if I didn't get a reservation, I would honestly line up, wait for hours, like, because to me it's worth <laughs> it. Like that's how much I right. love, you know, my fandom. So, you You're know, right. so then, you know, if I put myself in the, you know, place of the person who's there, if I was there and I was seeing this exclusive sneak peek, you know, I would just feel so happy, <laughs> not mm-hmm. happy that others weren't able to watch it, but you know, I don't know. I just, you know, I'm sad, but I'm happy for the people who were able to see it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there's no happy medium right now for me. <laughs> oh, no. And, uh, and I get that. And I understand the fact that, you know, people have paid money to go to these things and they wait hours to, you know, stay in line to get into the hall and everything like that. I think for me, um, I'm not sure what the rationale or benefit oh. is with only having the people who come to see it. And, and again, I don't know the details of it. And I don't know if it's because what they're seeing is like a rough first trailer and that that becomes the trailer for the rest of the world when they drop it. And so maybe we're seeing the same thing. I've never really heard people say that. So my guess is probably not. Um, but I don't know what the benefit is with keeping it exclusive to them versus let them see it first and then release it to the general public one week later. Um, I don't know if people would be really upset by that because it's not like it's something that when people go see it, that they have it memorized in their brain and it's something that they can have that ends up getting cheapened when it's released to everybody else, you know, even a week later, you know, I, I could see it if it was doing it at the same time, I can understand that. Um, if that was the only thing that they're seeing, I can understand that. But when they go to those panels, they're also seeing all the cast up live um, up on the panel they're also, you know, getting a lot of other things as a benefit for going to that. And 
again, I don't know how they select who gets to go or if they have a program for people. But I also think about this being the equity thing where if people want to go, they do have to shelve out a lot of money. So that already sets up kind of a disparity in, in an equity issue with people who wants to go and can have the means to do it versus people want to go, but they can't spend the money. And like, even if they can barely spend the money, yeah. there's all those other incurring charges and costs that goes with trying to do those things as well too. So I, I am, I just don't know why they would keep exclusive to the people who have been attendants. If you release it like an app um, and a week later, you know, I can, I can understand like if it's the same weekend and all that, but I think a week later, that's enough time that I, I wouldn't wouldn't imagine that other people who went in attendance would be upset if they release it later. So I just don't know what the uh, rationale is for that. So, yeah, you know, I would even take if they at least live streamed the panel and just kind of cut it when they show those trailers, you know, because right. just seeing, you know, people people live stream from their phones. I had, I knew someone who was in the panel <laughs> live streaming the whole event and uh-huh. she ended up getting caught. So they told her you can't <laughs> live stream. She had to shut down her live. So I was watching it up to like probably the last 30 minutes. And that's when they caught her and she, you know, ended the live, but she did pause her live every uh-huh. time they um, played a trailer. So she would oh, pause she it. it. Yeah. She paused it. I'm not okay. sure why, but I'm like, okay, that's, you know what? It's fair. Like, thank you for taking a risk and live streaming right. this for us people at home who can't <laughs> be there. It was right. so nice to see that. So nice to see the cast, like you know, the cast from all the different movies on stage and them just talking about it. That was so cool. I didn't mind that she paused her live when they played the trailer, you know, but mm-hmm. she took a risk and getting kicked out, you know, so. Did she get kicked out? She she got caught. I don't think she got kicked out. I think we saw okay. an update and she actually kind of went viral on Twitter. Um, her oh, name, really? Her name is Ashley. And people were like, Kevin got Ashley free Ashley because <laughs> she had so many people. She had, I want to say, maybe close to 10,000 people watching her live, like her live stream. It was insane. And yeah, but she did it. She said she was fine that they just told her to shut it down, that she's not allowed to live stream, but she didn't get kicked out. But yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they have it locked down and they probably have somebody that's scanning the whole social media with some sort of algorithm that is picking up who's live streaming from this area. And let's yeah. pinpoint like all the Jason Bourne technology that, yeah. you know, that, that the government has. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So, no, it'd be fascinating if they did it behind the scenes of D23, like what we we're talking about. Right. How they planned that. You know what? They actually um, I think in the beginning of D23, they did a little uh, preview snippet of them setting up the whole convention. Did they really? Yeah, they did. I I was able to see a little bit of it. So I thought that was really cool. And hopefully it's on YouTube somewhere that, you know, we can go back and watch it because I'm sure as we mentioned, we love seeing that stuff. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So, okay, so. Um, no, that was a great conversation about Marvel Studios and just, you know, some of those, you know, announcements and the exclusive footage and everything. So let's go to the last day of D23. And the major thing that they really talked about is the updates with Disney Parks. Now, they made a lot of announcements. So some of those things include things like the interactive figment that they're bringing back to Disney World and Tron is going to be released in 2023 for Disney World as well. They're adding an area behind Big Thunder Mountain, and they might be doing something with Coco or Encanto. Uh, they're going to probably add a villain's area, Magic Kingdom. Hong Kong is getting a new Walt Disney statue, which is really great. They are going to have a new Disney cruise ship called Disney Treasure that has, I think, a lot of Aladdin theming to it. 
Um, Disneyland will be getting Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad, and Splash Mountain will be rethemed into Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Um, there were a few things that they announced that I know I wanted to uh, touch on. And then, Brianna, I know you had a few things that you want to talk about because you're a huge Disney parks, especially mm-hmm. Disneyland fan. Uh, fan. Um, so the first thing that they announced that I'm really excited about is that in Galaxy Edge, they're going to introduce the Mandalorian with an animatronic Grogu um, as part of the experience for Galaxy Edge, which I think will be really cool. And it's going to start in November. Um, they had showed the Quantum Hulk from Endgame, and they are going to arrive in Avengers Campus starting next week. So all the characters that they have at Avengers Campus with Iron Man, Captain America, uh, Scarlet Witch, Black Widow, they're going to have a Hulk version. And if you ever look at the picture when they brought him out, he was standing at least twice as tall as Kevin Feige and Josh, who's the uh, uh, director of the parks and everything. Like he, This is a suit that someone's in. That is monstrous. It's probably at least 10 feet tall. And it was impressive just to see that. And looks really good. So I'm really so excited massive. to see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, because at first when they said to bring out the Hulk, like I was really interested to see what this looked like. And and the camera angle at first, you just saw the Hulk. So you're just like, okay, this is probably just a normal side person wearing the uh, quantum suit that he wore in Endgame. But then when he walked up to Kevin Feige, I was like, whoa, he I is know. so huge. It was impressive. I was not expecting that. So that was really cool. Um, and then they also going to add a new ride attraction to Avengers Campus, which is a multiversal theme. And one of the villains is going to be fighting off King Thanos. So this is really great news for Avengers Campus and for Disneyland. This is really exciting. Um, Rihanna, before you go into talk to, to those talking points, what do you think about those three things with the Mandalorian, the Quantum Hulk? And the new ride coming to Avengers Campus. So the Mandalorian, Mandalorian, as I stated, I'm not really big into Star Wars. I will dabble. I will start dabbling into it. But I think that's really cool to have the Mandalorian with Grogu. That's I mean, I know Grogu is a huge fan favorite. So that'll be super <laughs> cool to see. Um, I am beyond stoked for the Hulk. I I am so excited, especially in his suit. He looks so amazing when they mm-hmm. first announced that, you know, he would be appearing in Avengers Campus. You know, I had a hard time imagining what that was going to look like, but it, you know, they exceeded any expe- expectations that I had. So I'm really excited. I'm definitely making reservations to go next week <laughs> so I can see him. <laughs> If you do, please take a video, put on TikTok and tag oh, me in it because I, I would love to see that. I definitely will. I mean, the yes. problem with these characters is like we don't know what time they come out because the characters yeah. have their set schedules. Like Scarlet Witch, she, you know, the last appearance she makes is around noon and then she's okay. gone. You know, I know she's out right now for Oogie Boogie Bash. She's out in the nighttime. But, you know, they all kind of have their certain schedules. And, you know, if you ask a cast member, they really can't tell you. They're not supposed to tell you. <laughs> you know, they're just like, oh, you know, they have a mind of their own they'll be wandering you know right so they really can't tell you so it looks like i'll just have to be you know in avengers campus from opening to closing and hopefully i'll catch him during that time which i have no right. problem because i've done that before i i go there and i do not leave the campus i absolutely love it there but <laughs> the new ride, there and, and oh, for I the do. characters by right? myself by myself you know <laughs> I'll get my iced coffee. I'll go and I will plot myself on the steps outside the sanctum and just hang out there all day. That is one of my favorite things to do. But that's awesome. Yeah, I'm so excited for this new ride. You know, I mean, I know Florida has 
um, Cosmic Rewind, which I'm super jealous about. I can't wait to go ride that ride, but <laughs> I'm really excited to see when they're going to start construction on this new ride that we're getting here in California. Right. I am so excited that they're even expanding Avengers Campus. I mean, it's already amazing as it is, but I mean, to have more of it would be so awesome. So I'm really excited for that. Definitely. Yeah. I got to say, I had never had any sort of desire to go to Disneyland until they made Avengers Campus. Yeah. And knowing that we're never going to have that in Orlando, um, I, I say never. It may not be never, but it won't be for a long time because the yeah. agreement that they made with Universal and all that. Um, I, I I want to go to Disneyland and take my family and take my son to go see Avengers of Campus to see all the characters because it just looks so great. And amazing to be able to interact with all those characters in, in real uh, in real life. And I will say that if they bring Daredevil into Avengers Campus, oh my gosh, <laughs> I will plan on showing up and spending the whole day in my Kingpin cosplay, hoping to get a picture with Daredevil <laughs> at Avengers Campus. With that, I would I, love to do that. <laughs> I, I would love to see that. That would be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> if, if they do it, if they say Daredevil is going to be part of Avengers campus. I'm going to talk to my wife. I'm like, we got to go out there and just at least a couple of days and we can come back. But I, I got to convince her to go out there. Cause I know it's, it's, it's definitely for us a bigger planning uh, investment to go out to Disneyland than it is for Disney world for a number of reasons and all that. So yeah. I definitely, we definitely talked about going out there at some point to take uh, our son over to Avengers campus. Uh, we just got to figure out when we're going to do that. So. Yeah, but. you know, I have no doubt that Daredevil would show up just based off every series that has come out. You know, we've been seeing the characters the next day, you know, within the series and the movies. Yes. The next day they're in the campus. And so I have no doubt that one day we'll see Daredevil there. Yeah, definitely. Well, and it'll be interesting to see when they bring him into Avengers Campus because he's showing up in She-Hulk. He's already showed up in um, Spider-Man No Way Home. He's supposed to show up in Echo, but I don't know how much of a role he's supposed to have in that series. I think Kingpin definitely has a lot more of a role than than he does, but I don't know how many episodes. Um, but his series will be coming out 2024, so at least by then we'll definitely get him into Avengers Campus. Um, but I'm hoping that he'll show up a little bit earlier. So, yeah. All right, so those are my big talking points and things I was excited mm-hmm. about. Um, I know you had things that you were really excited about that you wanted to share as well, too. Yes. So the celebration of a hundred years of Disney, I mean, that is mind blowing. I am so excited. Yes. And the heart <laughs> of, as you know, as was stated today in the panel, the heart of the celebration for the hundred years of Disney will take place here at the Disneyland resort in California. That mm-hmm. is so amazing. I have goosebumps <laughs> thinking about it, talking about it. Um, I can't wait to see everything that they're going to be pulling out for this celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we're going to have a bunch of new foods, new drinks. We're also going to get um, new two new nighttime spectaculars. One will be our world of color and mm-hmm. it'll just be a story of Walt, you know, the hundred years with Walt. I mean that I know it's going to bring so many tears, <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to cry. I'm crying. Like, I want to cry <laughs> thinking about it. Like, so that'll be so beautiful to see. And that's definitely a show whenever you come with your family that you need to watch in California Adventure World of Color. It is so amazing. And I we're also going to get um, 
a new show over at Disneyland, a new fireworks show with new product, new projections on the castle. So that'll be so beautiful. We're also bringing mm-hmm. back a parade. I, I'm just so excited. And we're expanding downtown Disney. That is so amazing. And everyone is so excited. If you're from California, you know, specifically Southern California, we all know of this beautiful bakery called Porto's. <laughs> everyone who was at d23 today and in the, inside that panel got a taste of portos and it is one of the most delicious bakeries ever they have oh, so nice. many am- amazing pastries food, like their food is phenomenal and we're getting that in downtown disney so awesome. let, me, let me just put it this way portos we have we have two locations that i'm aware of and they have lines around the block like down the block down the street their lines oh, are really? so long yeah so <laughs> It's so is just, that good? It's that good. Like, <laughs> so I'm just, That's, I'm so excited, you know, and just so excited to be able to be a part of the hundred years of Disney celebration here at Disneyland. That'll be so beautiful, you know, itself. And we're going to get a lot of exclusive merch for that. I know mm-hmm. they started previewing some of that merch um, at D23 and we have some exclusive like Mickey ear, M- Mickey hats and like mini ears that's completely sold out this weekend. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, they're stunning. They're available right now for pre-order on Shop Disney. Um, yeah. The price tag is a little up there for me, so I might wait. Yeah, and- I, think, I think it was like around 200 or something yeah, like that, Yeah, like 175. Um, yeah. So I think I might wait till they actually come to Disneyland <laughs> and I can use my Magic Key discount if I'm able to yes. even make it in time to snag a pair. But yeah, I'm just... And, and those are the ones where it looks like it's like paint dripping. It's, it's yes, platinum or something like that, right? beautiful, yeah. It looks really cool, yeah. yeah I was really impressed by that, yeah. Yeah, and we're also going to get some like platinum statues and just, I, I'm so excited. Oh, I, yeah. 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 Well, and one of the things that they announced I'm really excited about is that they're bringing back uh, the nighttime show at Magic Kingdom Happily Ever After. Are you familiar with that show? You know what? I've never seen that. Um, I've only been to Magic Kingdom once. So gotcha. Yeah. And that was years ago, but I didn't yeah. get to see that. I believe this stopped right before the pandemic. I don't. I th- yeah. I think it that did. Was, yeah. They, a, right. That was the last time they played. Yeah. They, um, they, um, I can't remember if they stopped it as a result of the pandemic or if they had already been transitioning into a new show prior to that, but they definitely stopped it for a while. And I know there's a lot of people that were, um, you know, disheartened by that. I was one of those people. And then I'll say it's because it has a personal experience for me, um, because my family and I, you know, long story short, um, we decided to get a Disney annual pass for the first time because we adopted my son and, um, we were trying to adopt another uh, child and it just wasn't working out. So we decided that we we're going to be a three person family. And so we decided to celebrate that by getting a Disney annual pass. And we had a video of like when we told them we were going and had like a little care package oh. from Mickey. And it's a really cute video. And he was so excited about it. And when we went down there for the first time, it was just, you know, as a parent, you just love seeing your kid get excited about everything. And we watch uh, happily ever after. And it was like a special, meaningful experience for me because he got to sit on my shoulders watch the whole thing, you know, about the crowd and I can feel like getting excited about it and see like how cool the show was. Um, but it is just a fantastic show. It has all the, um, kind of like what you're describing earlier. It has a light show where it's projected onto the castle yeah. and it's really neat. And a lot of people just love that show. They love the song. They love everything about it. And so I'm glad that they're bringing that back and making that part of the nighttime show again. So I'm really excited to see that again. That'll be so exciting. When are they bringing that one back? 
I don't know. They they just they said they're bringing it back. It's like a oh, lot of things that they said at the parks. Yeah, like, you know, we're going to bring it back, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're like, going to do this. And then that was it, you know? <laughs> I'm like, dang, because I'm going in December to um to Disney World in Florida. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I'm, awesome. really excited. I'm really excited for them, especially for Cosmic Rewind. But yes, uh, yeah. And we also have an expansion in our Toontown here at Disneyland. And we're going to get mm-hmm. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So I know yes. that's a fan favorite over in Florida. So oh, I'm, so great. Yeah, I've never been on it. <laughs> so I'm really excited for that. And just the renderings that they had at D23 this weekend. I got to mm-hmm. see a few of them online. It looks so beautiful. And you know, especially for me with, I have a six-year-old daughter and she loved Toontown when she was smaller, you know, uh-huh. prior to the pandemic. Um, And it was just a nice place where I could just go sit down and just watch her on the playground. Like that was yeah, like so nice for me. <laughs> you know, sometimes <laughs> I wouldn't even go on, you know, go to go on the other rides. I would go specifically to Toontown and just let her have the time of her life. So to yeah. know that they're just you know, revamping it and we're getting this new attraction there. That is so amazing. And I'm so excited for it. That's awesome. Yeah. I, um, runaway rail, Mickey and Minnie runaway railroad, um, is in Orlando, like you said, and we got to ride that and it's, it is a lot of fun and it's really different experience than any of the other rides that they have because it's a trackless coaster or trackless ride. Um, do, do they have rise of the resistance over at, um, uh, Disneyland, right? Yes, yes, that one's yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) so it's it's um uh, it's very similar to that kind of technology where they're not on tracks or anything, but they move around. It's really really impressive. But it's it's a smooth ride. It's a lot of fun. It's the animation and project. As much as I hate that style of uh, Mickey, Minnie, and and Goofy like animation style, the projection of everything that they had there was just phenomenal. Like I was really impressed by what they could do with the technology and the things that they could really create by using all the space around you and everything. It's very impressive. So I think when you go in uh, Disneyland, you'll enjoy that a lot. Cause it's a really, really fun ride. I'm so excited for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, well that uh, wraps up D 23 uh, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Rihanna, I want to thank you for coming on the show and talking about your thoughts with D 23 and all the exciting things that they announced. Um, before I let you go, can you let all of us know where we can find you and your work online? Yes. So I am on TikTok. That is where I am most present. And my handle is at Marvel Twin. Uh, it's Marvel.twin. And on Instagram, I'm Marvel.twin with two N's at the end. And I'm also a part of the Nerd Initiative. So my link is in all of my bios. And I have a few articles on there. And I have a Creator Spotlight video. So yeah, that's where you guys can find me. Yes. And we will put all those links in the show notes as well as links to all the announcements for D23 in the show notes as well, too. I, I got to say, when you said Marvel.twin with two N's, my mind went to the She-Hulk episode with Madison. Have you seen oh, that yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two N's and a Y, but it's not I what you think. Let me tell you, I love her. <laughs> she is blowing up on social media. So She's... many people love her. They're already talking about spinoff with the Wong series. Yes. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah i agree so well thanks again for coming on the show <laughs> yeah thank you so much for having me this was so much fun same here thank you 
And that wraps up another episode of The Caption Life. I hope you enjoyed listening and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. You can follow us on social media at Caption Life. And if you like what we're doing, give us a shout out by tagging us in your post or send us a message. For more information about us and all of our previous episodes, visit thecapsinlife.com. Oh, 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 o